Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. Tudo bem? Tudo bom? Estamos de volta depois de um hiato de uma semana causado por Pausas. eu não é. estar aqui e Binho e eu não temos a nossa, nossa rotina habitual. Essa dinâmica, né? Que dá saudades, porque na real a gente bate papo antes e depois, então é muito bom. É, é muito gostoso porque a gente é amigo e aí fica tudo mais é. fácil, né? Crie esses hábitos com seus amigos, vai trocar uma ideia, é muito legal um rolê assim que você troca uma ideia. É isso, só isso. E hoje nós vamos trocar uma ideia sobre um assunto meio polêmico, né, no momento. Que a gente tá vendo na televisão e no, nas, Instagram. nas mídias sociais, uhum. é, agora sobre o Ramadã. E a gente tá vendo muita marca usando o Ramadã para promoção pessoal, né? Uhum. Então, hoje a gente veio bater um papo com vocês para trazer um pouquinho mais do que é o Ramadã e tentar introduzir um pouquinho mais da religião islâmica, o conhecimento da religião islâmica no seu dia a dia. Aqui também é conhecimento. Cultura. But in English. Wow. <laughs> Sliding into that theme in English. That was beautifully done. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so first of all, I just wanted to establish if you, Fabio, had any experience with, you know, Hamadan, Muslims. I know we, we just talked about that. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Tell, tell our people. No, I have not not been in touch with that in any point of my life. What I've, I've had some friends, they're, they're, they're probably were Muslim. But I never got in touch with their, their routine, especially during these days. So I think me and everyone else would like to learn a lot about more about that because we had that Instagram post this week and you were a person that actually took a, a position in that and helped explain because Instagram just threw that in there and didn't, didn't say anything. Yeah. So just like some brands used it to get views more traction yeah, yeah more traction not only brands but i think even like personal trainers yeah I don't know. yeah I, you saw people did yeah, yeah, yeah i saw that so i think um it's just it's kind of ugly and very disrespectful to use such a holy holiday like yeah. what it, what christmas is to us imagine if you had you know people using christmas okay people do use christmas yeah to christmas is themselves. a bad yeah But I, I feel like every Christian holiday nowadays, we use to promote ourselves in some sure. way with like Easter and all these, thi these things. We're used to using it to promote things. Yeah, because that one is a, it's, I think it's a, it's a gray area because there's a lot of prejudice against those, those people that practice yeah. that religion. Yeah, for in, sure. In a and way that there isn't, at, at least among us, um, yeah. Christians. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a more sensitive subject for them. And I we should respect if people feel offended by doing yeah, of course they're gonna feel it because they take it very seriously i think it's two sides to to the same coin kind of thing like they do use it to promote certain things yeah but for example because in the islamic religion you are not allowed to wear um you know shorts or bikinis or things like that you can't use ramadan to promote your you know holiday in bahia where you're like you and a boy that is not your husband yeah both in like bikinis and you know yeah. it's just showing too much skin and then you use 
a holy holiday from Islam to promote that yeah. on the social media that's just for sure insane to me. <laughs> and probably as a brand, you don't want to get on like either a personal brand or a big brand. You don't want to get on any train and just go with it. Yeah. Like see where you're posting your content. Yeah. Some, some stuff are just not meant for you. And even though you're going to get views, those are not going to convert. And sometimes they can even hurt you. Exactly. Like I am a bit... Because I know about it, right? Yeah, so when I saw some some of the brands that I use, that I buy, yeah. um, some of the people, like the professionals, like hairdressers and things like that, that I yeah. go to, promoting themselves with Ramadan, I was really pissed off. Yeah. And the worst part is, I know they didn't see my posts because they kept on doing it. And I almost, I literally, no, actually, not almost. I actually went to their DMs and I was like, fucking stop this shit. Got it. That, that was good. That was good. <laughs> you should have done it. Yeah, you I, take I a position. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes they just don't know what they're doing. And I think yes. we in social media nowadays, we just see like a cute little sticker and we put For it in sure. your, you know, because you sure. see you're going to get promoted and stuff. But yeah, you... I saw there wo there is one woman that imports stuff. She has an, uh, from, from the US to here, like usually MacBooks, mm -hmm. iPhones and sell them here she used it to promote herself but after she posted some stories like apologizing for not knowing because some people explained it to her and she took it a, took, 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 took them down, down. Yeah. yeah you can still promote yourself without using the stickers right for so sure. i think um it's just lack of knowledge i don't think anybody would do it on purpose and that's mm -hmm. why we're here today to explain a little bit more about um what it is yeah. like what is ramadan what is islam what is you know this moment what does that actually mean to the muslims to islam and i will just take a step back and tell a little, a little bit about my um story and my history with muslims yes take that's it away okay um so basically when i moved to australia i went to live in a you know, uni accommodation. You already know the story, but anyways, I'll tell you again. I mean, it's always good to tell people because <laughs> maybe this is the first time they're listening to any episode. Yeah. So they don't know. Yeah. So you were at university in Australia. Yeah. Living in those, the, the dorms. dorms, right? Yeah, yeah, dorms. And in my dorm, there were people from all over the world because yeah. it was really close to the city center. It was close to the uni. So it was one of the best ones we could get. It's, was it a shock for you? Because I also studied in the U.S., and it was a shock to see that many different cultures together. Yeah, for sure. Like, I had friends from Malaysia, from France, yeah. from um, Nepal, India, from, was, yeah, a good friend you know, from Nepal. Japan, China, Japan. every fucking oh. where you can imagine, I knew at least one person. Yeah, it's so many different people. And so like, many. Holy shit. And in the beginning, I was kind of like in a group with all the Mexicans, yeah. all the French, all yeah. the um, Spanish girls. And we were like a big group of girls. Plus Sanjay, who, who's Malaysian Indian, and Noel, who's gay and yeah. Chinese Malaysian. So yeah. we had a very diverse group. Yeah. And I was the only one bi, and Noel was the only one gay. And there was Robert, who was also bi and Chinese. So anyways, a very crazy group. <laughs> Um, and then on my second semester, I met some Pakistani people. And getting to know these Pakistani people, I got to know some Indian people and some, um, you know, Arabic people. And then I just started like 
broadening my scope and getting to know about their their um culture and how they differ how their religion differ from each other and mine and all these things and um it was really interesting because this particular group they weren't really religious they were regular people they would drink they would party they would dress up with shorts with t-shirts yeah. and stuff and with the time part of the group became more religious and they started you know fasting during ramadan and they started um, not wearing shorts anymore or you know changing some of their behaviors yeah. and the other part was kind of against it so it was really interesting to see the dynamic but I really truly just learned more about Islam and Ramadan when I moved to Sydney and I met my best friend Maida and her husband Muhammad. They were the first ones to introduce me to any kind of um, Islamic book. Yeah. Um, Maida, she introduced me to Fighting Islam, which is like a feminist Islamic book uh, written by a converted convert Islamic convert women from Australia Wow! that she calls out convert women from all around the world to write about Islam. So it's a fucking crazy good book <laughs> because, you know, we have a, a, a way of thinking about Islam that is um, completely, you know, wrong when you look at the book and the Quran and you read the Quran and you read the, the surahs and you read everything and then you get to know that Islam is actually a religion of love. Yeah, if you're actually going to talk about anything, you should at least get to know it way better. For sure. Because I know nothing about it. For sure. I never read it. I read the Quran and I read the surahs and I started reading some of the sunnas. Yeah. So I read a lot of things about it religiously and I also read a lot about it um, from scholars that were, you know, inter interpreting you know, reading yeah. and, and giving their own conclusions okay, on the book. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think that's really important to have not only your perception, but also somebody else that is also studied to give their, their knowledge. Oh, and like extensively studied it. Exactly. And I also politically studied it in Pakistan because Pakistan was one of the first, you know, uh, countries to have a female prime minister. And you would yeah. never expect that in an Islamic culture nowadays. We would, you know, be against, like, not against it, but you'd think the population wouldn't allow it. Yeah. And that might be true, because at that time, politically, the world was different, and technologically, the world was different. So manipulating people was a lot harder, and you For had sure. more, more of like tradition roots and things like that. And so I think even Islam back then was different from other people. But anyways, um, Maida and Muhammad taught me about Islam. She introduced me to that book, Mike's boyfriend was also Muslim, so he introduced me to the biography of Benazir Bhutto, who's the first prime minister, female prime minister of Pakistan. So I read both of those books, and then I read the Quran, the surahs, and the sunnahs, and I started practicing. Yeah. I started praying. So Maida taught me how to pray, and I started praying here and there. I bought, I bought um, a praying mat that is in Australia right now. Um, and she invited me over for my first iftar. How does praying work? How does it work? So it's five times a day. Okay. And different prayers have different um, repetitions. Yeah. And they also have different names and they mean different things. So mm -hmm. 
the first prayer is at sunrise. Um, you pray one. I won't remember the name right now. I think it's yeah. a sura. I think you pray one sura, and then you you know go back to your life. It's normally at five a.m. Yeah. So you wake up for that, and then you go back to your life, go back to sleep, whatever. And then you pray, pray, pray one surah. But before praying, you need to do the ablution ritual, which is called voodoo, that you have to clean yourself. Yes. And you um, have to cover yourself, because if you're a woman, you have to cover yourself. And the voodoo, when you do it, you need to clean. You need to first give the intention. So you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, uh, for God. And then you're praying for God, so then you clean yourself, and then you wash your, your hair, you have to wet your hair, you have to wet your face, your hands, your, uh, up until your um, elbows, and then your feet. And then you have to cover yourself, and then before praying, you also have to say your intention to God again, and then start the prayer. Yes. So every single time you're going to pray, you're going to do this. Wow, five times a day. Five times a day. And I did that for a while. I did that for, for a while, every day. Wow. So you can't pray if you're pregnant, if you're, um, if you're bleeding, you know, you yeah. can't pray if you're in your period and stuff. So at least women have one week break <laughs> yeah. from that. But it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. And requires a lot of determination. And, you know, the first one is the easiest prayer because it gets longer and longer. And you can't pray... The prayers get longer during the day. Yeah, and then they get shorter again. So first prayer is one suda. Second prayer, I think, is four. Um, What's the suda? Suda is the reciting verses of the Quran. Okay. In Arabic, so the whole prayer wow. is in Arabic. Wow. So I learned how to pray in Arabic. Wow. To do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So suda is like the verse, the verses of the Quran. Uh -huh. You always start with. Um, telling God that you believe. So that's yes. the first part of the prayer. Second part of the prayer is always the first chapter of the Quran. Yes. Third part of the, ch the prayer, you can choose one surah from the Quran to read. Yes. And then you finish with, um, you know, saying goodbye to, you know, God and, and the angels that are to each side of you. And then you can go on with your day, but... Imagine doing this every time. And the second prayer is four, four surahs. The third prayer is also... I think the third prayer is three surahs. The fourth prayer... No, the third prayer is four surahs. The, third, the fourth prayer is three surah, surahs. And the last prayer is four surahs. So oh. it's one, four, four, three, four. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. What's in the first chapter of the book? Of the, of the Quran? Uh, It's been a while. <laughs> I would need you to recite that one every time. Yeah. Five times a day. Yeah. I, I can pray in... Uh, it some... must be like a very important chapter. It like... is the most important one, I think, because it's the, the revelation. So it's the re oh. revelation to the prophet yeah. um, about God and what is expected of him, basically. That's what it is mm. in that chapter. That's very interesting. Yeah, I have it there. I can, you know, show you yeah, later. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, you guys can Google it, like... Yeah, I won't on. pray for you here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I have my first iftar with Maida. 
And yeah. I, iftar is basically the act of breaking fast. So I also fasted for the first time with her. Okay, guys. So fasting is jejum. Not eating or drinking any water during so the whole day. Very restrict one. Yeah, they do that for a whole month, um, and it's that during the holy month of Ramadan, and they do it because the prophet used to do it back then, in an act of showing his devotion to God. But also, it's a way of feeling what other people feel when they don't have anything. Wow, that's pretty good. So it kind of gives you that perspective perspective of what it is to be hungry and thirsty and not be able to eat or drink anything. Yeah, that's maybe because you don't have, have anything. Yeah, yeah, you don't have anything to eat or drink, and then you, you, I got that perspective so hard because you know, imagine not being able to drink water. Yeah, that How would be crazy. Hard and I never thought that people in the streets might not have water, you know? No, no access to it. Exactly. We take it for granted because it's always there. It's exactly. Not, it never lacks water. Exactly. So I think it's beautiful that they do that. I think yeah, it's, it is. It's just, it opens your soul and opens your mind. Um, obviously, you can't drink because drinking is forbidden in yeah. Islam. So you can't drink during Ramadan. Um, so you spend the whole day praying and not eating and not drinking. And then at night, at iftar, you break the fast like Muhammad, peace be upon him, the prophet used to do it. So every time I will say prophet's name, I will say peace be upon, upon him because that's just respect for the religion. Yes. And um, he used to break his fast with dates and water. So he, was, he used to say that dates were more precious than any jewel because dates have so many um, nutrients and they're enough to fill you up. Um, what are dates? Dates, um, tamara. tamara. So that's something that they do until today. Some people break their fast with tea as well. Mm -hmm. So um, black tea and milk. Mm -hmm. And after that, you pray Maghrib, which is the prayer in the afternoon. And then you cook dinner. And then you pray the last prayer, which I think is Asr. And then you eat dinner. And no, you eat dinner and then you pray before bed. And normally, Maida and Muhammad would call some friends over and that's how I met um, two of my other good friends who were very much Christian and it's so interesting because they were so open about inviting people from other religions and so they invited me who didn't have any religion and then um, a couple of Muslim friends and a couple of Christian friends and we all had a great time and we talked about everything including religion in a very cool chilled manner so it was really good. I have really great memories of that. It's cool that different interaction with people with very different perspectives, just coming together, respecting each other, and you know, having a nice conversation. Exactly. It should it's be so good. It, it's crazy how it should, it be should like that. always be like that, but it surprises yeah. us on how actually good it is yeah. when things are normal. Yeah. The way they're supposed to be. Exactly. And I think it's great about what is great about Islam is that Islam accepts that we like the religion doesn't know everything. The book doesn't know everything about which religions were brought to earth by God. Yeah. Because in the the book itself, it says that God gave you knowledge of um, the religions of Abraham, which is, you know, Christianity and um, Judaism and Islam. But that 
there might have been more religions that are monotheist that were brought to earth by God that you are not aware of. They're respectful about other exactly. religions. Exactly. So you don't know anything. And you, in the book, it says you can't judge anyone because the only person that judges is God. Yeah. But it's not good. what people do. I'm not saying it's what people do because people are ignorant as well in their religion and they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, but that happens. But it's that happens. What is in the book? Yeah, people draw lines in the sand to separate each other, even though they're they're not that different. Exactly, and I think they do that maybe you know historically yeah, because of for sure of struggles of power and and control. I think it's because of yeah, that. we crazy, we human beings are pretty crazy. I agree. You can go pretty far on... You know, it's the things about being that smart. Because we are way smarter than mm -hmm. all other animals. Like, way smarter. Mm -hmm. And it's not all good. It's not all good at all. Are we actually that much smarter sometimes? I, I we, we have the yeah. capability of being smarter, but yes. not necessarily. We use that. Yes, yes. We can do stupid stuff. shit still. Yeah. But we dropped our kind of animal side and got under control. Of the, yeah. Yeah. Okay more yeah. into the mind yeah. yeah we dominate our environment completely yeah for sure for sure we are the strongest um species on earth right now yeah yeah so With the power to destroy ourselves as well and that's what we're doing yeah. <laughs> um we try pretty hard just uh yeah. closing on what ramadan what people do in ramadan mm -hmm. um they donate money so basically you have to donate 2.5 percent of all the things that you own yeah to charity So you normally donate to charity that would, you know, feed children or give them clothing or, you know, something like that. You choose. Mm -hmm. um, you might even donate it to, you know, a mosque so that they can do the celebrations, give everyone food. Because in the mosque during Ramadan, they have lunch. Uh, they have uh, not breakfast, but they have um, iftar. They yeah. have the dinner and they have the breaking fast yeah. iftar. So they give food to everyone that gets into the mosque. So normally people also donate mm -hmm. money for the mosque so they can do that. Um, there is a sacrifice on the Eid day. So you have to sacrifice an animal. Um, and that is because in the Quran there is a part where God asks um, Muhammad to sacrifice. No, it wasn't Muhammad that he has to sacrifice. It was something that is also in the Bible. Yeah. God asks Abraham to sacrifice his son yeah and then he can't do it but he almost does it yes and then God says that's okay you can sacrifice a goat instead yes so then that's why they sacrifice a goat at Eid every day every month of Ramadan so then that goat is supposed to be separated and given to the poor and to the family members that you have that are less fortunate so you separate like that and Besides, obviously, praying and following everything, um, you have to also do that during Ramadan. And you can't swear. You can't say bad words. Mm -hmm. You can't mentalize bad things. You can only mentalize good things. You have to always be, you know, clear-minded, positive, and helpful towards others. Because this is the month of renewing your energies and yeah. being good to everyone. Um, that's what it represents and you can't have sex during the day or masturbate or touch yourself in any way that is improper um, and a fun fact about Muslims that I don't think you guys know they can't they can't clean themselves with um, paper toilet paper 
they have to wash with water every time. Every time? Every time. You cannot use toilet paper. You have to wash. So well, you have to keep, you know, all of that running. Wait, why? Um, because it's dirty. You need to be clean. And it's cleaner to wash with water and soap and whatever you can. Okay. Rather than using toilet paper or in that time, probably sand. <laughs> I don't know what they used to use. I mean, it's not a bad habit at all. Yeah, it's no. a good habit to keep. Yeah, so that's basically what I know about Ramadan and the religion. And that's why I think it must be respected. Um, it's crazy because it sounds a lot like something really, really positive. It is. Where they give a very good perspective to people. You share a lot of what you have. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just respectful. It's a month that millions of people in the world are doing the same thing. Putting themselves in the the feet of other people, donating money, donating things. 30 days is quite a bit. Being really good and grateful. And also it's Mm -hmm. the day of the revelation. So during the month of Ramadan... One of the days are the day is the day that the prophet got the first revelation. So when does Ramadan happen? It happens. Um, I think it's April May this period, uh-huh. and it actually is determined by the moon. By the moon. It's not determined by the month itself. Got it. And Ramadan, if you're in Mecca or Medina, where the prophet uh-huh. is from, so if you're in Mecca, you will do the 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 same walk that the prophet used to do. When he was, you know, back then, because he used to do that before he got the revelations, he would walk all the way in the desert and spend 30 days in a, in a cave without food and water during the day. And then he would eat and, you know, drink at night and then he would sacrifice an animal. And that was what he used to do before he got the revelations. Mm. And if you're in Mecca, you probably are going to do that. God. So it's just, you know... A lot of personal sacrifice in in benefits of others mm-hmm. to benefit others so um when I see people using that for you know futile reasons, I just yeah. think it's you know insane to me because I love my friends and they're so respectful with other religions, yeah. and seeing us not being respectful with other religions, probably because of ignorance really made me feel bad because yes. I'm here and I know all of this so that's why I also posted in my Instagram but um that's basically all I know about Ramadan and it's just such a positive month and you do yoga right so you know that yeah. feeling when you're doing yoga and then at the end you're meditating uh-huh. and then you feel like this connection with earth it is so awesome that is what it is to pray in Islam god Every time after you you do your prayer, because you need to be with good intention, you can't think about anything else, you need to think about the words you're saying, and you're repeating really good things all the time, right? You're talking to God, so then at the end, when you finish your prayer, that feeling of connection is what you have every time, and that feeling of peace, of spirit, of mind, of being protected, of being um, supported, and that's why you feel during this time even more. Because if you pray during the... the um, if you end up praying right at the time, they say that right at the time that the Prophet had the revelation, 
you're praying and you're doing everything correctly, you're going to get a really big, you know, gift from God. Mm -hmm. So this praying during this time is very, very um, satisfactory as well. And I don't know if I'm crazy, but the moon looks so much prettier. Look at the moon, guys. Like It was insane did you yesterday. See, did you see the moon yesterday? Yes. It was... It, it, it didn't look real. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you. It was like you. beyond it. It had stars and it was that moon. And it just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like CGI shit. I've never... Look, I've been observing the sky forever. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. every time it's Ramadan, I look at the sky as well because I love the moon and I love the yeah. stars. And every single time it's Ramadan, it's just insanely beautiful. And I was born during Ramadan... I was born on 6th of May. No shit. Ramadan finishes on the, I think, 12th this month. This May, 12th of May. Yeah, May 12th. So, yeah, I was born during Ramadan. That's insane. Mm. And that's so much good knowledge. So, it, it's obvious. It, it becomes obvious to us after listening to all that. That it shouldn't be something that you use for... For promoting yourself. Yeah, promoting yeah. your business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's all I had to share with you guys about Ramadan, about Islam. Um, actually, another fun fact about me, I didn't drink for a year in an attempt to see if I could do it for, um, you know, if I mm -hmm. even became Muslim one day. And when I was doing, you know, Ramadan and praying and all this, I wouldn't drink as well. And I did Ramadan last year while I was in Brazil. So I didn't drink for two months last year because you can't drink for 40 days before Ramadan starts. Oh, I didn't know And that. then you have... Well, you, have you shouldn't be drinking at all, but like they say, yeah, it takes 40 days for it to leave your body completely, which yes. I don't think is true, but it's fine. I did it anyways, and it was insane. It was so crazy to do Ramadan in Brazil because it was the first time that I did the whole month for the, all the hours. And I would wake up at 5 a.m. to pray when I was going to sleep at 4. And sometimes <laughs> I would just, you know, be awake until 6 after the prayer and then go to sleep. And have to wake up before midday for the midday prayer. And then have to, you know... Quite intense. I couldn't exercise because you can't be sweaty. And you were also working. I was working at night. Yeah, with Australia times. That's yeah. why you were sleeping at 4 a.m. Yeah, so... It was insane to do it here because there is no community. And I had many friends mm -hmm. actually reaching out to me, asking if I was doing Ramadan after I posted everything, if I was doing the fasting and stuff. And I said, I'm not because life happens and I would love to, but the sense of community lacks hard, here. Yeah. It's hard. Like I can't just tell my not boyfriend, but the guy that I'm seeing that, look, I'm not going to drink for two months because I'm going to be fasting and praying in odd times, like, I can't say that to him, you know? Yeah, it's hard it doing it sense. by yourself, yeah. Doing it by yourself is hard. But I do recommend trying, one day even, mm -hmm. just to get the feeling. It's a nice perspective. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy good. Yeah. We, we should have that perspective, especially because right now in Brazil, we're, we're pretty bad at where half of the population doesn't know if they're going to get food their next exactly. meal. Exactly. Exactly. And I think... That's another thing we can urge to people, you know, use that moment of this month that is such a um, spiritual and giving month to yeah. look at, you, you know, the people around you, they need food, they need water, yeah. they need 
clothing, they need things, and you have a lot of things. So don't be afraid to show kindness and help yeah. another person. Use all the, the visibility to promote those things that are yeah. in accord, yeah, that are according to the religion, positive. Yeah. And not even Go the religion, but the, the, the spirit of it, right? Yeah, yeah. The of spirit of it. The intention behind it. Yeah, so that's it. I Beautiful. talked a lot. <laughs> I loved it. It was it was so informative. I think yeah. we all learned a lot from this. I'm glad. I'm glad it could bring some some you know knowledge. Um, and if you guys have anything to to say or comment about it, if you like this kind of content as well, where we bring a different perspective that you might not have had otherwise, um, let us know. And if any of my Muslim friends are listening to this, just know that you guys have been truly an inspiration for me and you're amazing people and you know just keep being yourselves and i miss you all so much <laughs> beautiful that's it guys thank you guys bye thank you bye bye